Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a football Friday. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Back to local programming uh, for the next, well, 12 hours. If you include football Friday night, why wouldn't we? Uh, as Joe Stacy and company, Nathan Fisher, and a bunch of correspondents throughout central Iowa tonight. Another week of high school football coming up. Trent's got a good one as well. That's on the bull. Uh, more about that coming up. BMW Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. We will start with Chris Williams on Iowa State. He'll join us about 11.15, TCU and Iowa State. Uh, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, Jack Trice Stadium, Jack Trice Legacy Game. Uh, FS1 has the television coverage, but uh, looking forward to seeing uh, some of the um, I guess ceremonies that they've got planned uh, around the event tomorrow night. So we will talk to Chris Williams coming up at about 11.15. Stephen M. Sippel, his uh, well, team he covers, the Huskers, they play tonight in Champaign. Huskers and the Illini, 7 o'clock. FS1 has that game. Uh, so we'll talk to Sip. We'll preview that one coming up here at 1135. 12.05, uh, Bama Bob, Trent and I will go around college football. We'll opine on a handful of games, go as far as we can with the list that we uh, came up with yesterday. Uh, Tom Cakert on Iowa about 12.30, and then we will make our picks before we get out of here just before 1 o'clock. Bears are in the win column. <laughs> uh, Chase Claypool is a dolphin. Sadly, Dick Butkus, a part, yeah. of, the, part of the news. Um, 80 years old. Didn't we just see him doing some at, at Soldier Field earlier this year, right? Yeah, we brought up Dick Buckus, and yeah, we were talking about him as a on a kid sitcom back in the day when oh, I was growing right. up. Yes. But yeah, we had the Buckus conversation not too yeah, long ago. I thought we did. So I told you yesterday the Bears became an automatic play mm-hmm. because all four of our contestants took <laughs> the Commanders, <laughs> right? And it is now. I look back at the uh, our notebook. Nine of the last ten times we've had a consensus pick, the consensus has been wrong. Isn't that something? It's 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 how uh, you fade the public. It, it, it's the exact same thought process, uh-huh. right? It's the exact same thing when you see that when everybody's going one yes. way, you go the other. Well, those casinos, you know, they keep putting sports books in. <laughs> yeah, they keep they're still open for business. Uh huh. And there's a reason for that. That's for sure. Although last weekend, they would have been fine, uh, but they might have had to turn the temperature up a notch or down a notch, depending um, <laughs> when, when Patrick Mahomes <laughs> fell down, because that was multi-million dollars yeah. uh, in their favor. Anyways, so that's the BMW Des Moines guest list. Um, Dick Butkus, I mean, obviously the player, right? Mm. I mean, just, just, I mean, I heard of Dick Butkus. Yeah. Uh, in his heyday, that's that's how large he was. Um, I, you know what is, is acting I remember most above anything else, um, the Miller Lite commercials. Oh yeah, that that's that's the uh, Dick Butkus, the actor that I remember. The football player, on the other hand, boy, he was a mean sob, wasn't he? <laughs> Jesus, and he could back it up. He could play obviously, and would just like to just knock your teeth in if he could. Uh, football was different back then. <laughs> yes, it was. Holy mackerel. You know, watching those clips last night, SportsCenter had, I thought, a, a couple of really good pieces, or ESPN did, uh, that I watched last night. And just seeing how big he was mm-hmm. as a middle linebacker. We know middle linebackers were built differently and just the size of players in general. And the pads, the oh, shoulder yeah, pads. Right. Yeah. He was just a behemoth. And there was a story of the former middle linebacker for the Bears. Cleaned out his locker after one practice. 
Is that yeah. right? No, <laughs> I lost my gig. Yep, time to go sell insurance, right. or whatever. He ended up doing it because I'm not beating this guy out uh-uh. for a starting spot at a roster spot. So and only played nine years. Yeah. Didn't didn't have a long career. Knees um, mm-hmm. got the best of him. Yep. But boy, oh boy, what a what an impactful player that he was. Right, unbelievable. And then the last night, the Bears follow it up with. A four-quarter effort instead of a three-quarter effort. Fields looked really good. Moore looked unbelievable. Uh, they got to the quarterback. What did they have, five sacks or something like that mm-hmm. in the game? I don't know the number of people that were knocked out of Circus Survivor, but I bet there was a bunch. Well, Gil Alexander, who I listen to a lot, works on VEASAN. He's on uh, one of the late morning shows, and he mentioned he had two entries remaining. He, he personally? Said, yes. Yeah. And he said... Both of his two remaining ones, he'd been pretty chalky in those ones. So we knew he had to take a shot yeah. if he's going to win. and That's, that's what you have to do. We talk about this a lot leading into it. Mm-hmm. It's called Circa Survivor, but it's not Survivor. No. It's Circa Winner. Right. You have to win the thing to get the prize pool. And there is no pay out the top 100. No. There's none of that. It's whoever goes the furthest, and if they run out of weeks, then they split it amongst all those that are still surviving. And if you're one of those people that have used... The Thanksgiving dates, the Christmas dates, some mm-hmm. of the teams that you want, you're going to have to start to take some chances. And I think you're right. I think we're going to see today or no, Saturday is when they come out, right? Right, when Saturday, we get, yeah. We get uh, the rundown of how many uh-huh. people selected each and every one. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of people that are already mm. out before we even get to the weekend. Uh, it's such a fun contest, but what a challenge that it is. Well, the weekend is here. Baseball comes back into the conversation uh, with the uh, with the divisional round. I, I like the matchups, Trent. I think, honest, obviously, if you if you polled most people and said you could only watch one, I think most would say, oh, give me the Braves uh, and the Phillies. I think that's got a chance to be a classic mm-hmm. series. I'm anxious to watch the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. I think that's got a chance. Diamondbacks are a huge underdog in this, and We'll see. Obviously, locally, uh, regionally, the Twins moving on to take care or to take on the Astros. That will be fun. So, we'll see how this thing uh, all plays out. But um, going to be a fun, uh, fun couple more weeks before we get to the World Series. It really is that Phillies Braves. You mentioned oh. just how good that is going to be. The Orioles are they in trouble now against the Rangers? Boy, I don't know, Trent. Uh, the, the wonderful story. I uh, when I look at the Orioles, I must look at the team that's a, a year ahead of schedule. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're not supposed to be here, but you know, you look at this roster and they're so young, maybe they don't realize that we're not supposed to be here. I still think at some point the pitching's going to come back and bite them in the you-know-what, yep. or lack of mm-hmm. starting pitching. All right, uh, the two needle movers play this weekend, uh, both of them at home. Purdue is uh, is uh, the opponent for Iowa. It's a, what, to 2.30, uh, Peacock, and of course TCU and Iowa State, 7 o'clock on FS1. What do you think of the locals' chances this weekend? Do they split? Do they sweep? Do they get swept? I like both of them this week to win, not necessarily. To, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely. Well, if you bet I was taking Iowa State, you're getting points. Yeah, getting six and a half, and I, I love that part of it. And I think I like to do my money my money line underdog parlay that I throw three, four, five teams in there and and see just if, a lottery ticket. Yep, type thing, and see yeah. if you can get, hit a couple of them. All right, you made your money back. If you hit three, you made a profit. You hit four, five. Mm-hmm. Now we're really talking, and it happens a couple times a year. I think Iowa State's going to be part of that mix on yeah. the money line because I just have not been impressed by TCU. I haven't either, and I just think they'll be. This is this is a weird to say because they come up with the spring. You'd like to think they they're ready to play every week, mm-hmm. but with everything that's going on, you know, with the Jack Trice. Uh, legacy game and mm-hmm. what that means and what he means and 
for God's sakes, his name's uh, attached to the stadium that they play their home games. And I just think there's going to be a little bit more. I see Dan McCarney's coming back for the game. I'm oh, sure nice. he'll, he'll address have the to team say. Sure, <laughs> ahead of time, and they'll want to run out and run through a brick wall to take the field. So we'll see. For that reason, I, I, I'm with you. I don't have a feel for the Hawks. I just... I. Now that uh, now that uh, well in this case Purdue has a has tape of uh, of Deacon Hill, will that make a difference? Will will now they know what he's going to do? Will they make a difference? Now conversely, Brian Ferentz is going to have a um, you know a couple more chapters of his playbook that that he wasn't uh, able to open up and to to delve into. So there's that aspect going for Iowa. There's the, um, I guess, the newness factor is rubbed off as far as trying to figure out what Hill's going to do. I just think there's a lot of intrigue. What Vegas is telling you, though, is if this game was on a neutral field, Purdue would be favored. And can you get there? No, I can't. I, I don't can't. understand the line trend. I'm, I'm right there with you. Maybe this is going to be a Vegas knows something we don't kind mm-hmm. of game. I don't see it. I don't think Deacon Hill's good. I don't think he's a very good quarterback, mm-hmm. but Iowa's defense is fine. Yep, not as good as we thought. No, it's but not the, elite. The defensive right. line has been a disappointment. Yes, because they can't get to the quarterback, yeah. which is shocking. Well, one of and with the depth of this defensive line, mm-hmm. no, we saw the Allen kid blow things up in yep. spring practice. Yep, and in the August it, game, it, right? That is he ninety one? Was he ninety yeah. one? Yeah. Why isn't he getting hey, rotational fair snaps? Point, fair point. Yep. Joe Evans is getting pressure. Yep, but he's not not getting oh, home. Right, not getting Dante home. Dante Craig, likewise. And I thought Craig was going to have a breakout. Here. I did too. I thought he was trending towards. He had six and a half sacks last year mm-hmm. in a limited role. He was going to be double digits, mm-hmm. nine and a half, ten and a half, right in that range. That has not been the case at all. The middle of the defensive line. I, Where overall, are you on Aaron Graves? Where has he been? He's he's just a guy, and I thought that he would be more than I, that. I don't want to say he's Blake Larson. No, no, no. Because Blake, Blake Larson couldn't get on the field. Couldn't get on the field. Yeah. Um, but it was that similar type of hype mm-hmm. when you when you compound the fact that social media has exploded right to, to today. But but Aaron Grace, I just thought there was and, and I'm not writing him off. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to think that. Yeah, he's still a young guy. Right, he's still 19. But I thought last year we would see some glimpses, and this year, my God, he'd be spitting nails. And we saw a couple of glimpses a year ago, but it has not progressed forward. Mm-hmm. Why Black had his best game in a Hawkeye uniform last week? Without a doubt. We saw him chasing down guys on the sidelines. Oh, that that screenplay, the way he sniffed that out. And then with that size at 6'4", 315 pounds to chase the guy down and make the play, Mm -hmm. that was incredible. He was impactful, I thought, in the football game. Maybe that's what it is, but... A weird one. A weird game. It's a weird that. number. It's uh, I, I, I'm with you. As far as Iowa State, uh, look, just keep taking steps forward, Rocco Becht. Yep. Uh, we're, see, we're seeing that out of you. Let your confidence grow. Uh, get, hopefully the running game uh, is, is able to do what they've done the last couple of weeks. Last two weeks ago, you saw a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. Last week, you saw, obviously, uh, I mean, Abu Sama was terrific in the game. I keep waiting for Norton to have one of those games. You know, we haven't seen it in, uh, um, you know, obviously injuries have, have prevented him from doing that. But let's get uh, let's get the young tight ends involved. Let's yep. get Brommer going in this football game. Maybe Higgins. Dimitri Stanley showed some stuff. So um, anxious for both of them and, and love the fact that they're not both on top of each other. Right. I mean, one's two thirty, one seven. Perfect. That works a lot better than last. It week. really does. Yeah. It, it's hard to watch both of them. It just is. At least mm-hmm. it is for me. No, well, it, I mean, and you know where I'm going to be watching. Yeah, I yeah. know. I yeah. get it. I get so, it. Right. That it's going back and mm-hmm. you just, you don't feel it in the same way while mm-hmm. you're watching live. And 
though I watch every play, I go back and watch it. But you know the score already. Yeah, you know what's going to happen. You know how it's going to play out. And to be honest, in the middle of the fourth quarter of the game against Oklahoma, that fast-forward button, it was a couple of uh, fast-forwards as opposed to just the 30-second one a couple of different times. And that's just the way that it goes in that, yeah, the standalone, it works a whole lot better in a... A weekend that in college football is intriguing. There's there's just a lot of storylines here from your Kentucky Wildcats. Yep. Taking get their shot Georgia. again against yep. Georgia. Alabama. Milrose banged up. Mm-hmm. A&M. Two years ago, it felt like Alabama was going to blitzkrieg them after the comments and the Jimbo and the back and forth yep. that was happening. The and all that. Stuff, yep. And it didn't happen. Nope. And it hasn't ha- The last two times, A&M has been right there, mm-hmm. including a win against do Alabama. You, so do you like A&M this week? I, I do. I think the Milrow thing, I think, is more significant no. than some circles are letting on. I'm definitely leaning that direction. I just can't get past. I mean, I only have I give up less than a field goal and I get Alabama. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. Not 2012 Alabama. No, I know, I know. The 2023 Alabama uh-huh. team. We'll see. I, in fact, I hate the slate of games this week. I in terms of picking, in terms of picking games, Trent, I've I've got four. I need five, and I'm stuck. Really stuck. Yeah. I mean, nothing. I might flip a coin. Oh, yeah. But but you've been good. Yeah, but but this week don't do is, that. This week is just it's like I'm reading a different language. It's just impossible. At least I think it is. I don't know. I might end up on Sunday night on the on the Cowboys um, and the Niners. That that game. Uh, I hate the fact that it's going to end the weekend. But my <laughs> yeah. good God, what a way for the curtain to come down! Right? How good is that game going to be? Uh, it has a chance. And I are would... they the best two teams going into the weekend in the NFC? Have the, have the Cowboys that stinker kicked... by the Cowboys still lingers? Yeah, doesn't that it? was. I mean, how does Arizona beat them? Right? Somebody uh, I, I heard the other day. I really like this equating Dak Prescott to the pitcher that when he's good, he's really good, mm-hmm. and when he's bad, he's going to give up seven runs in two and two thirds. Right? Yeah. And that's kind of Dak, right? He just when it goes poorly, it is so bad, and he looks so inept. Like, how can a guy that solid be that bad? Because yeah. who is the best quarterback in the NFC? The best court is it Hurts? Is it Dak? No, no. There's um, Goff, Matt Stafford. Stafford, yeah. And Stafford getting Cooper Cup back this week, and st- and he gets Cooper. Who is the best quarterback? Trent, that's a trick question. Yeah, you know what? There's a name we didn't say. Justin Fields. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not Justin Fields. Okay. There's a there's a, there's a name in the NFC we didn't mention. Kirk Cousins. No. He's good. He's having a good year too. Yeah, he's solid statistically. Yeah. There's, there's the. Um, it was Mister Irrelevant. Trent is who he uh-huh. was. Uh huh. I mean, when when do we? When does he start just come, t- come to the tip of your tongue instantly? Look at the numbers he's putting up. It'll take a Super Bowl. I th- it's sad, but probably will. It, right? it really will. If he was a sixth round pick, right, the right. country would be in love with him at this point. Tom Brady. Right. But you remember those same things with Brady. Should they go back to Bledsoe even after Trent, the Super Bowl? I was on the air arguing with Bob Dyer, mm-hmm. screaming at Bob Dyer that you can't start this rookie. Yeah, absolutely Bledsoe not. Bledsoe got them to this point. You got to. No. And Belichick started the rookie, and here we are. And even after the Super Bowl, there was still, yeah, but there yeah. was a lot of that because he was a game manager early in his career. And before he turned into the Tom Brady that we grew to know, mm-hmm. he was okay. Yeah. He was fine. He made the right plays, but he didn't win many games for you. Mm-hmm. And I think because of all the talent in San Francisco, a lot of people look at the same way. 
Now, is it going to end in seven Super Bowls? Probably not. No, 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 no. I don't think anybody's this trend. I just don't. <laughs> I think we've seen the end of that. But the national narrative that remains out there about Brock Purdy, that, no. well... He can't be any good. Who's Mr. Irrelevant? Right. If he was undrafted, would it have been better for him? It might have been, that, right? That irrelevant tag. And I'm so and, and look at Kyle Shanahan is a wizard, but yeah. you still gotta execute the mm-hmm. plays that are called, right? You still gotta pull it off. And he look at if he beats Micah Parsons and company this week, because yeah. this kid's I mean, you want to have a conversation about the best quarterback in the NFC, you want to have best defensive player in the league, there's three or four of them, but Parsons on every freaking list. If you flip flop Zach Wilson and Brock Purdy. They went into the exact same situation. Would Zach that Wilson be having the success at San Francisco? I don't think so. And would yeah. Brock Purdy be as maligned as Zach Wilson is? I don't think so. I think he'd be an upgrade. Be in New York, so that's a different media it'd, it'd market. Be, it'd be uh, a pressure. Yeah. yeah. I think it'd be... It wouldn't be the big step down that you think from Purdy, and it wouldn't mm-hmm. be the big step up that you think from Wilson. Mm-hmm. He's a good, solid quarterback. Yeah, no, there's no question about it. Can't wait for Sunday night. Boy, oh boy, that is going to be a dinger. Every now and then one of these games pops up on the schedule, right, with just uh, – it's appointment TV. It's appointment TV. Uh, power rank the NFC. These are in everybody's top three in, in, in any particular order. But, boy, oh boy, the Niners are off to a terrific start. The Cowboys are – they have that blemish. I'm with Trent. How does that happen that the Arizona Cardinals of all squads able to pick you off? Well, Iowa State's got a big one coming up this weekend. Look, if there's any hope for bowl – uh, eligibility, you almost have to win the next four. Not going to be easy by any means, let's face it. Uh, but if that possibility exists and lingers out there, here's step number one, and that would be knocking off uh, a team that played for a national championship this year, we, last year rather, we remind you, before you head on the road to Cincinnati, Nippert Stadium, is that going to be difficult? By week at Baylor, ba- Baylor not having the year anybody thought that they were going to have. And then Kansas comes, uh, Kansas comes to Jack Trice, and my assumption is Daniels will be back by then, which is um, certainly an upgrade over being. Let's get Ryan real quick. Real quick, we'll get Chris Williams in here. Ryan, thanks for being patient. What's on your mind? No problem. I was just going to say, I think that hurts Purdy a lot, too, is just the perception of Garoppolo going to a Super Bowl with SF, and that was without McCaffrey there. Uh, interesting point. Yeah, yeah. interesting point. Uh, I, I don't think that's um, – yeah, that's a fair point, Ryan. Yep, because Garoppolo no, – yeah. No matter who the quarterback is, I don't think they're going to get the credit. Well, Ryan, and I hear it all the time, too, like when people start talking about Purdy as MVP potential – well, he's not even the MVP in the own, his own backfield. <laughs> that, that's the pushback, right, that you get when people are talking about Christian McCaffrey. So he just works there, though, Ryan. He just works, doesn't he? Absolutely. And McCaffrey's got to stay healthy. How many seasons has he made it? Uh, he hasn't. Probably I don't not think. many. Yeah, I don't think he has. Ryan, got to move on. Good to hear from you, Goody. Take care, bud. See ya. Yep. Good to hear from him. One of our survivor participants oh, okay. in our group. I had breakfast with another one at the Drake Diner this morning. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm all over the Look place. Look at right? you. Yeah. You got <laughs> out of the house. About. What is it, the little chill in the air got you going? <laughs> Hello, Chris Williams. How are you? Great. What's up, fellas? No, good to talk to you. So the, obviously going to be a pretty special night tomorrow, right, with the Jack Trice legacy game. Um, it's football weather. There's just something about this game, Chris, that, yes, I know you're getting almost a touchdown should you choose, to, should you want to take Iowa State. This feels like a very winnable game to me. It really does. How about you? I, I agree. I think 
Honestly, I think a lot of the next five games are going to feel exactly like this, where you know the spread's going to be single digits. Um, I, I I wonder too with like power ratings. I think everything's kind of screwed up with Iowa State right now. Uh, if I'm being real, because it's like their defense is probably overvalued. Where I actually think, believe it or not, the offense compared to two weeks ago is probably undervalued mm-hmm. a little bit. Yep. And I mean, there might I think there's value on taking the over. Uh, team total over with Iowa State and just game overs with them right now because of that. So, listen, um, I also like the you know, it's John Haycock. They're going to get better. They're not as bad as they looked last night or last week. Uh, they're probably not as good as they were a year ago, right? It's got to be somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. So, I just, I truly don't think we know with Iowa State or TCU what either of these teams really is because, you know, with Iowa State, well documented how young they are. You lost all these starters. It's like they're kind of developing, and then TCU has as many newcomers as anybody in the country. So yeah, I think that you put it all together, and it's it's uh, you know I would probably like taking points in this one. From what we've seen from Rocco, Chris, yes, there's still a lot of season to be had. Do they have their quarterback? Do they have the guy that they'll feel confident for the next two three years is going to be their starter, and and they're happy with that going forward. Boy, it feels like it unless J.J. Cole like lights things up behind the scenes right. that we don't know about. But Beck just seems so poised to me, you know? Like, I, I think that the old cliche, I don't think it's a cliche here, the coach's dad uh, or coach's son, um, he he's made big mistakes, no doubt, uh, but he, he appears to be better for them the next time that he goes out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he showed me a lot in that Ohio game. I don't think the public really knows how sick he actually was. I mean, it was halftime of that game. He didn't even go in the locker room. He was just puking outside. Is that right? So like, Jesus. yeah, he was really, really, really sick. And you know, they didn't play well offensively. But I guess my my bigger point is that he's he's a leader out there. He's he's that guy that everybody looks to. And I just. It's the old, it's the old Mike Leach air raid in me, but I just, I like accurate passers, and he's been very, very accurate. Other than, and he has, he's made the big mistakes, but he's also playing for the first time with a ton of true freshmen out there mm-hmm. and, a, and a below average offensive line. So you got to cut him some slack. I, I think that Trent, to answer your question, absolutely. The one caveat is, you know, don't forget about how highly touted and how good J.J. Cole is supposed to be. Will he turn into that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll find out. But, you know, if if Cole's, you know, like we've seen Baker Mayfield have to transfer because Patrick Mahomes was behind him. And I'm not comparing these two guys to that. Right. But they're going to play the best guy. And yep. Cole doesn't look the part right now, but who's to say what he'll look like in a year from now? Yeah, that's a fair point. Chris, are you seeing baby steps forward from the offensive line? Look, the pass yeah. pro- pass protection's been there, right? But all of a sudden now the running backs are doing a little business. They're um, they're finding something, fair to say? I think so. Uh, pro football focus grades have been better with run blocking, and I always just go to Ben Bruns. Right, what yeah. he does. Yeah. And, and Bruns tells me that last week, even despite the loss, was the best at that Iowa State offensive line is run block in years, is what he told in me. In years? So, yes. Not all years. year, years. Years. Gotcha. I mean, and even when they weren't performing, Brunzi was saying, like, he was seeing difference in how they're being coached. 
and techniques and first steps and all that stuff. And Brunzi was saying on his Iowa Everywhere deal for the last three, four weeks, like, they're making progress. You can't see it, but I can. And just wait. So th- that's a key to me, guys, is will they take another step forward? Because I think that, you know, the whole air raid thing is fun to play around with and everything. Mm-hmm. But Matt Campbell's not going to like right. He doesn't want to be throwing the ball 50 times a game, right? Like, let's be honest. And I think it's a combination. And this is what I think. I, I've By the way, I've got a direct opinion on Iowa's offensive line now, too, that we can get to if we have time. Yeah, like, absolutely. I, I think that part of it's they're playing better, and part of it now is the offense is so much more balanced, and the defense has to, you know, defend the entire field. So all of a sudden, it's a hell of a lot easier to play offensive line at Iowa State, too, because of the way you're being defended. And the more I watch Iowa in this McNamara deal, like, we all have ripped their offensive line and I have too, and I, I just like, when you watch them, and you guys watch them closer than I do, I know what they're going to do when they line up by the formation 80% of the time. That's hard to play offensive line like that. So maybe it's not the they, – they've had really, really good elite NFL-level guys mm-hmm. on those lines that really haven't looked any different than, like, this year. So, like, maybe it's time for us to back up and say it's all scheme, right? It is. It is. Scott Docterman had a great article today on The Athletic talking about just what we see with this Iowa offense and how predictable it is. It's it's impossible to play at that kind of level. Back to the Cyclones here for a moment and the drive to get to six, get to bowl eligibility. It obviously has to continue here with a win against TCU. Do you still see a realistic path? Got to win four of their next five. Yeah, I I think that's the way it is. With Texas and K-State to wrap things up, is that how you see it, Chris? Probably. um, Because, you know, K-State's a little bit weird because it's like their style of play, it feels like you could be in that game. Mm -hmm. I don't think that they can beat Texas this year. I think Texas and Oklahoma are just so much better than everybody else. Yeah, it looks like Um, Let's hope for 20-degree weather. Give me a split in the next two, uh-huh. and I think you have a shot. But, I, I, yeah, I mean, realistically, you got to take care of business at home. Mm-hmm. And I, I really do think that they have a decent chance at, like, Cincinnati and BYU and those teams, too. I just uh, – Campbell teams aren't bad on the road in general. That's not that big of a deal with those guys. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this next five-game stretch is – it's all like last week was a complete and total mismatch. They could play 10 times and not beat Oklahoma, in my opinion. Yeah. Yep. These next five games, I feel like are all like five and five, six and four, four and six. Mm -hmm. And this is really where we're going to find out where this team stacks up against like normal big 12 schools, because I do not think Texas and Oklahoma, I think they've gone so far beyond everybody else. They look like really good SEC teams to me right now. Oklahoma and I, I owe Brent Venables an apology because <laughs> the really not that big of a difference between Iowa State teams from last year. You know, Dylan Gabriel last year threw for 150 yards. Iowa State outgained them. You know, this turned the ball over a lot. Last week was a complete and total mismatch. They've taken a huge. I think both of those teams could be not only playoff teams, but be competitive to win playoff games. And a lot of that's because I don't think the SEC is good, too. But I think that it's a totally different – this is where the portal has evened things out. 
And when you look at, you know, Oregon, Washington, like, we don't. It's not a situation like it was five years ago, where it's Bama and Clemson and maybe Georgia, and then nobody else can win a game. <laughs> right? There's like ten teams there that are. Can win playoff games yep. this year, and I think the Big Twelve has two of them. There is. I think the Pac-12's got two of maybe three of them that can yeah, win playoff four. game. Totally maybe maybe four. And I've got Washington to thirty to one. Please, um, hey, Chris, not just get there though. Remember, no, I got to win it. You got to win. Got to win it. Uh, the last thing uh, we uh, we had a lot of fun yesterday. I think all of the shows probably did. I'm just uh, guessing that when the Big Ten schedules came out and you're looking at the new and the shiny new objects and blah blah blah. When's the Big Twelve going to do theirs, Chris? Because I mean, there's a lot of anticipation. It was De- was Dion coming to Ames? Does Iowa State? Go to Ames. You know, is there an Arizona trip in the offering? Uh, any idea? I don't know. No, I, I probably should ask about that. I, I really haven't. I would guess that it has to be in the next month or so, though. Yeah, I hope. I would think. You're right. Yeah, and I, we don't really even know how they're going to do it with, like, visions or just play everybody. So there's a lot of questions to be answered on that front. And you know, I mean, good on the Big Ten because I guess that they, that all happened at the same time. They had they had already taken a little bit of a step forward, but yeah, uh, I, I would guess though it's got to be in the next month or so because we're starting to hear too about basketball right and going to a twenty game schedule. Yep. <laughs> like great, like I, I'm going to miss the round robin uh, this Me year too. of basketball so yep. much. I already miss it, and we haven't missed a game. It's like that was my favorite thing about. Um, really, of anything I get to do in college sports is watching the second time around in the Big 12 mm-hmm. because those teams know each other so well. You know, these coaches really don't move that much in this league. And it was so much fun. And now it's like Iowa State doesn't even go to Kansas this year. Yeah, you know, no, it's weird. That sucks. Yeah, it's really, really weird. Well, let's um, let's just. I, th- I think it's going to be a fun season. I really do. I think TJ's got the is there the arrow that team's pointing in the right direction. It's an incredibly difficult league, but uh, can't wait to watch it play out. Chris, thanks for doing this as always. We'll speak with you next week yeah. in advance of that Cincinnati game. Iowa everywhere and Cyclone Fanatic. Congrats on the Iowa everywhere numbers. By the way, saw those yesterday. Uh, quite a following over there. Well done. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, pal. I appreciate you guys. Good to talk to you. Chris Williams, Iowa Everywhere and Cyclone Fanatic. 11.30, we'll head to Champaign, Illinois. i got to assume that's where they're staying, right? Simple? Yeah. Nebraska media? they got to be staying. Well, maybe Urbana. Maybe, I guess. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> uh, but we'll talk a lot more about not where he's staying and how his room was, but uh, what, the, what he thinks he's going to watch on the field what itself tonight. What a dump that place is. Uh, just been by it. Never been. Yeah, never stayed a night lucky. there. Yeah, never stayed a night there. But, uh, I and can't a fire wait. inside a Memorial Stadium. I saw that. The Illinois Memorial right. Stadium. Not right. to be confused with, with the, the Indiana. Or the Nebraska. Right. Memorial that, Stadium. The old Minnesota over at yeah. This one. I thought it was just Burt Bielema was just frying up some well, bacon was, or something. Was it a dumpster fire? Was it an actual fire in the stadium? <laughs> it was just a fire in the stadium, yeah. Jesus. Had the brisket going. Good for him. Had the Traeger out. Not a oh, no worries. No worries. I got this. Just fired up some steaks. Uh, uh, it was unbelievable. All right. Simple next. Miller and Condon. Bama Bob and Tom Caker to now we're number two. Our picks as well. It's Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. But hey, before we go, it's time for another opportunity for you to claim some NIL money. KXNO.com right now has a chance for you to win $1,000. The keyword is deposit. Deposit at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. Deposit at KXNO.com. Simple next, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.com. 
It's time for Sip. <laughs> Stephen M. Sipple talks with myself and Ken on Nebraska football. I mean, I have a radio show. We have callers. I pay attention to my Twitter notifications and all that. There's definitely some frustration. We talk Cornhuskers, and you never know what else is going to come up. With 30 years on the Nebraska beat, here's Stephen M. Sipple. As long as they're paying me to talk, I'm just going to keep doing it. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. 20 minutes before noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Let's get right to our buddy Stephen M. Sipple on 3media.com. Uh, mornings over in Lincoln as well. Uh, morning radio over in Lincoln as well. Step Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. How's lovely Champaign, Illinois? Where are you staying there? Or Where are you? We're in a Marriott right by campus. I haven't seen much. I, I got We didn't get in until 5 p.m. last night. Flew to Chicago. Um, I'll make this quick. I don't think people care. But we flew to Chicago <laughs> and, and, and drove to Champaign. I had to work till 8. And then, uh, so th- at that point, I just kind of, I didn't even go out. So I've, I've seen hardly, you know what, come to think of it, I haven't been out of the hotel since we arrived. Huh. Consider yourself lucky. That place sucks. Yeah. Champagne's wow. brutal. I, I, I've been to, outside of the newbies, outside of Rutgers in Maryland, I've been to every Big Ten campus. I've been to football game every place. I think Illinois' campus is my my least favorite. Is it really? Yeah. And just something about Southern Illinois, just dreary, yeah. cold. I take West Lafayette, and that's saying a lot. Yeah, I, I, I think you're on to something there. I would tell you, I've been to both Rutgers and Maryland, and it's not exactly like going to Lake Tahoe there. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I but, but yeah, this is I'll, I'll I don't know I'll go check it out. We're gonna go get some. We're gonna go to Papa Dell's and get some pizza. All right. So I'll see how, and we're gonna walk. So we'll see how it is. Good stuff. Well, sip uh, again, uh, again last week, right? You had an opponent in town that's you know on paper's better than you are, but it's a good test. It'll be uh, uh, be an opportunity for Nebraska, maybe shock the world, maybe you know stamp themselves as uh, yeah we're back or yeah we're on our way back, and then man, it just didn't happen again. Sip seems like year after year, there's one of those games, right, that they've got a chance to you know to uh, change the narrative a little bit. And last week that was there, and it didn't happen. No, no, it didn't. It was awful. I mean, it was, and I, I appreciate that Matt Rule didn't characterize it in any other way. Um, there was nothing good that came out of it. I mean, okay, I got to, I got, I got to watch what I say here. It, it can be a good thing if if they learn from it, mm-hmm. and and Rule seems bound and determined for that to be the case. That you know, the big talk here is. I don't know if you've heard it over there, but. The big discussion here is that Nebraska came back and practiced on Sunday. With their pads, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so they had a Saturday 2.30 game, 2.30 p.m. game. You know, those go till about dinner time. And they came back in the afternoon, early evening on Sunday, and went and went full go. Yeah. They went ones-on-ones, twos-on-twos, full scrimmage. And the idea being – Hey, if you're not going to compete on Saturday, we're going to have to compete on Sunday. <laughs> so God bless Matt Rule for that. Yeah. Um, I, I said it after the game, and I, I got some heat for it from some fans. I, I said that after the game. I said, I didn't, I didn't, I just didn't see him show up, really. I mean, of course they show up and they play. And, and you know how it is. The best analogy I can say is you know people that show up for work, and they're there. They, they went to work. 
they can tell you, yeah, I was there. I worked. But then there, you know, other people who really, who really show up for work, right? Yeah, yeah. And Michigan really showed up for work that day. Nebraska showed up. They, they punched the clock. Um, they did what they had to do, you know, to get by, I guess. But that's not, you know what, against Michigan, that's not, that's not what needed to happen. And they got thunked. The good news is, Sip, is, is here comes a part of the schedule, including tonight, because Illinois is not very good, mm-hmm. then Northwestern, then Purdue, and we'll see them tomorrow uh, afternoon uh, as they come to Kinnick State. And we saw Michigan State last week. That's Nebraska's game after Purdue. They're not very good. Last three, Maryland's at home. Maryland's better than I think a lot of people thought. But point being is, Sip, is there, there's, there's still lots to play for, including, you know, postseason. And, and the schedule certainly softens up for, for the next month or so. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially, as you mentioned, October with Illinois, Northwestern, and Purdue. And I'm not saying – I was just going to say they're not – I don't want to say they're three bad teams, but they're three fairly bad teams. <laughs> well, they're in the Big Ten West, so yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Illinois, Illinois really struggled. I mean, Nebraska. If you just look at it objectively, Nebraska—they're both two and three, zero oh and two in the league. But Nebraska's measurably better. I mean, it, and they've had—I'd say—measurably better results. Um, it, you know, you're talking about Illinois team, and you watched. I think you watched it. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about. It. Yep. They they barely beat Toledo. They shouldn't have beat Toledo, Illinois. They yep. should Illinois shouldn't have beat them. Last second, yeah. Yep. Yeah, last second. They completed that fourth down pass. Remember that downfield pass where Luke Altmeyer, the Illinois quarterback, had a guy in his face I'm, I'm still not sure how he got that ball out of his hand. Kansas walloped him. The score mm-hmm. final doesn't represent what that was. Kansas controlled the game. Penn State against Penn State, Illinois turned it over five times. They, you know, they barely beat Florida Atlantic, and then Purdue did a number on Illinois. Nebraska's been better than that. Um, if Nebraska can't move the ball against this defense, that's got, now that would be one thing that would really concern you going forward. If this, if they can't move the ball against Illinois, then I don't, uh, it, you know, then all bets are off on anything. That's where we are. And an Illinois team, I think, defensively has, has really disappointed overall. Sip, kind of a big picture question. We know Rule, it's going to take time to get this thing turned around. And it's not going to be easier going forward starting next year with the new Big Ten mm. with the four additions. As the schedule came out, just kind of your thoughts overall on the hand that was dealt to the Huskers and basically everybody. The Big Ten West is no more, as we know. No, it's not. I mean, we knew it was going to be difficult. Um, I think if you size up Nebraska's schedule, you would say it's, you know, it's about like what, what other teams are going to face. I don't think Nebraska got dealt a bad hand. Now you'll hear some of that over here, but I don't, I don't see that. And I'll tell you one thing, Nebraska administratively, like the administration, Trev Alberts is the AD. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to hear any of that. You will never hear Trev Alberts. Say, oh, I think the Big Ten kind of dealt us a rough hand. Right. No way he'll do. he won't say that. I don't think they. I, I mean, I find it interesting. I think in year two, Nebraska plays a Maryland on one coast, and then uh, UCLA. Yeah, yeah, UCLA. <laughs> kind of go criss crisscross the nation. They get UCLA and USC out of the bank, out of the, right out of the right out of the shoot. Yep. 
Um, schedules, of course, are tough. I actually thought a little more manageable than I expected, though. Not like it doesn't. I don't look at it and go, "Oh God, they're they're in grave danger." Mm-hmm. I I could come up with five and four next year, or six, you know, six and three under. Okay, how do you know with the transfer portal? The sure. rosters change. But, but Illinois anyway. and Rutgers and Indiana are all on next year's schedule, right? And right. I now, was the Purdue's there. Yep. Yeah, the thing I think we have to keep saying. I think if we as media members, we should drive this point home. It's very exciting. Oh, without a doubt. I yeah. yeah, I think it's great. I, it's, and for guy older guys like us, particularly me and Kenny, we remember when Nebraska played schedules where you knew the results of six or seven or eight games going in. Yep. And I never thought that was very fun. Like I, I like this way better. I love every Saturday really not knowing what's going to happen. So that's what it's going to be like for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, so there you go. Good stuff. Sip, we'll get back to normal schedule with you next uh, Thursday. Um, do you like working Friday night, by the way, as opposed to Saturday? Better for you personally? No. You don't? Okay. I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm never going to complain about being a sports writer. Right, you know, right. I, the only reason being, real quickly, the only reason is I just want to make it clear. I got you know I write from the game and then but I got to write a Sunday column too and we don't get back till you know late afternoon so I'll just have to dig in Saturday and write another column so it, no it doesn't work out that good but I think I'm going to take Sunday off so that helps. That a boy, good stuff. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Uh, thanks, Stephen. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Take yep, care. good to talk to you. Steve Sipple uh, on three media as he covers the Huskers for HuskerIllustrated.com. All right, we'll come back. Real quick segment here to finish up the hour. We'll do that. A busy second hour. Bama Bob, Tom Cakert on Iowa and our picks. It's Miller and Con, the Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Um, today. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Uh, only a minute or two. We're going to go to break early so we can give Bama Bob more time to opine. Uh, you've got a big one tonight, Trent. So one versus three high school football on the Bill, uh, the Bull, Waukee SEP. Yeah, really looking forward to this one. A step up in competition. Southeast folks survived last week against the Johnston team that had just lost to Waukee. Should be really fun. Waukee's only blemish on their record. Game against the Crosstown Rival in the first-ever matchup on the football field. Is that week one or two? Uh, week two gotcha. with the Wolves and the Warriors. So, Waukee cruising along, and Southeast Polk unblemished at this point. Should be a fun one. Two really good quarterbacks. Connor Moberly, of course, the future mm-hmm. Iowa State Cyclone for Southeast Polk. And Bennett Baker, uh, just a sophomore. His dad's the coach there. I played against his dad back in the day. <laughs> Make me feel very old out there. Uh, Beckett, really physical kid. He is a hard, hard runner out there. He'll put it down. Not real big at this point. Gamble is the running back. He's a wrestler. Just another tough guy. It's this Waukee team, in terms of skill, position, raw talent, Southeast Polk's better. Yeah. But there's something about this Waukee team. I remember what Gabe Baker walked into after the split in his first year. They were the team that ended the losing streak or gave the losing streak away, losing to Roosevelt in the city versus suburban mm. school. What he's done very quickly here has been really, really impressive. And to have this team in year number three, ranked third in 5A, Big credit to Gabe Baker and that staff at Waukee. Well, it should be a fun one tonight. Real quick, uh, the Savannah Bananas are coming back. I think this is a mistake. Oh, you do? I do, on a couple of fronts. A, uh, 
What are they going to do different? But B, and more importantly, Friday night, uh-huh. high school football. Uh-huh. Saturday, is that little game in the state that takes place every year? Oh. Yeah. Oh, Iowa, Iowa State, that's it. And then mm-hmm. Sunday's the first Sunday of the NFL. Not great timing. It's not great timing. They'll still uh, bang it out. They might, but this might be the last time they come. We'll see. Anyways, uh, our number two, Bama Bob, Trent, and I will start with college football conversation. 106.3 KX.